0: And welcome to That's Life, the show where we have gotten an advanced copy of Susie Fishwine's new cookbook, and we love it. Good afternoon, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'm speaking rather quickly because we have a lot to do today. Avrami is all excited about what's going on here today. Yep, he is nodding in affirmation. Avram, you're into it, right? Oh, and a smile. Okay. Oh, you can find me here every Thursday at 2 p.m. as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news. And a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. Coming to you from the home of the Nakam Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. I am joined today by Avrami, my handy dandy partner, who's also gonna be playing commentator later in the show. He's all excited. A little Marv Albert. Nothing. I got no no Steve Madden. No references, no nothing.
1: I'm yeah, I'm not really a sports guy. Oh
0: <laughs> my gosh.
1: Am I the only one on the network that's not really a sports person? <laughs>
0: You, uh, you know what? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are.
1: I used to follow basketball.
0: Do you know what, t- do you kn- do you know what started last night?
1: No. Oh, okay. All right. What started no, no, last nothing, night?
0: Nothing, 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 nothing. Let's just move on. I know I the Giants
1: focus. are doing well. The oh. Giants are doing well. Okay. You know what? I know because a friend of mine is in San Francisco you and he's a huge stop. fan of the Giants. You
0: <laughs> have to stop. You have to stop. Do you know why you have to stop? <laughs> why? Because I, this is frustrating. And you're wearing
1: orange for the Giants. All right. My friend Steve would be happy.
0: Okay. You're, okay. You're talking baseball. You're not talking football
1: baseball still going on, right?
0: Oh gosh. Okay. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. You are stressing me out. Okay. Um, right, two words, world series. Anyway, that's if awesome. you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. And if you're a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam l Wallach, that would be me, once a week is just not enough for you. Do what Scott Shulman does. Visit me on my blog, is your that's life.com. You can friend me on Facebook, send me an invite. On LinkedIn, shoot me an email, Miriam at com or Miriam at com. I will not respond to you during the show, but I will Hashem, get back to you afterwards. I am happy to report the fortune cookies were found. I do that all the time, by the way. I hide things so that nobody else takes them and then I don't remember where they are. Hence the reason I can't find some of my jewelry. But anyway... Um, I just want to let you know that I stacked the deck this week because I got new fortune cookies last night and I got a whole bunch of good fortunes out of those. So I brought the leftover of those and I found the other bag. So I'm going to start with the batch bat from last night. If for some reason or another I got the one messed up fortune cookie, I'm going to go to the old bat. So here's this one. Fortune sides with him who dares. All right. That's good karma for my show today. I'll tell you that much. I'm not going any further. If this was like Wheel of Fortune, I would stop right here. So we're going to go with this one, and you'll understand why I need all the good karma I can get in just about 20 minutes. Let's take care of some business here The today's national holidays. rum. you got to have your mic on. Is your mic on? Okay. Yes. It's Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's not funny.
1: I'm laughing on the inside.
0: (laughs) That's hysterical. It's almost like, you know, (laughs) if my cabbage patch would have gone bad would have gone like, you know, rogue or something. I
1: don't know. Why does he get a day?
0: I don't know, because somebody signed up. You can get a day for everything. I'm this close to making executive assistant of Rummy Day.
1: Well, I'm surprised it took you this long. I
0: know, but I'm, I'm afraid that if I do that, you're going to have this kind of reaction. It's going to be completely, you know, wah, wah, wah. that's what you're going to give me when I announce that. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's why I'm not bothering with the application. Um, It is also World Pasta Day, so if someone wants to bring me a lasagna, I'm all in. It is National Kids Care Week. Have your kids do something to show they care for someone other than themselves. That is a big deal. It is also National Massage Therapy Week. And I think we should all be very firm about this. So I'm in for one a day. Anybody else? Avram?
1: I do think it's very important.
0: It is very important. It is, it is incredibly important. It is also National Chemistry Week. And I don't know if that's talking about literal chemistry, like in a lab with things that go blah, 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 or, you know, chemistry between people. But uh, I love national holidays that are open to interpretation. It is National Character Counts Week, though we should really teach our kids that character counts every day. And most importantly, as I have already mentioned before on the air, though it is worth repeating, it is National Vegetarian Month. Stop making faces. You know what? Next week, you're eating tofu for an hour. Anyway, check out my blog, especially tomorrow. Funny things happen all the time. Crazy follows me everywhere, without exception. And uh, this week, it followed me, actually, into my own house, as it often, often does, Avram. What do you do when your kids get hurt? Like, what's your go-to panacea for the general kid injury?
1: I do whatever I can to make sure my children don't get hurt.
0: Okay, that's beautiful. Now, um, once you take them out of the bubble wrap that they live in, do you offer them Band-Aids?
1: No, they usually ask for Band-Aids even when they don't need it. They're very, especially my daughter, is very uh, mocked about having Band-Aids if anything happens.
0: Right. So we were that family also until a couple of months ago to the point where my husband was so frustrated that we didn't have any Band-Aids in the house that online he found like some clothes out of 5,000 Band-Aids and had them shipped to my house. And I decided that besides the fact that that was the craziest thing I had ever seen or heard him do or whatever. And trust me, there have been some doozies. I didn't want 5,000 Band-Aids in the house. I didn't want to have to tell people he had 5,000 Band-Aids in the house. It's enough that I bought six cases of Trader Joe's chocolate chips and people think, still think I'm crazy. Anyway, we've, shift, we've shifted. We've shifted to ice packs. Now, ice packs are the go-to thing. Anytime somebody gets injured, do you need an ice pack? Do you need an ice pack? Everybody goes and gets an ice pack. And ice packs are genius. Why are they genius? Because not only are they reusable, but you have them. Your frozen peas, your frozen cranberries, you name it, it's already in your freezer. And, by the way, ice packs are actually therapeutic. I mean, they are good for injury. So your kid doesn't walk around like he's been, you know, uh, attacked by killer bees because he's got Band-Aids all over the place whether he needs them or not. Now we're going to ice packs. So it's become a joke in my house that I offer anybody an ice pack for anything whether or not the injury is real or or um, imaginary. Anyway, about 6 weeks ago I got my finger caught um, in a part of my car where these yeah, don't it's whatever. This is a nice colored dark nail polish for a good reason cuz the entire nail is black and blue and not to get personal but I'm going to lose it. It's totally loose and it kills. Anyway, part of the thumb is also numb. I have lost sensation like a, nerve sensation in parts of my thumb. Don't be looking at it, funny. You can't see anything.
1: It makes me think of those godolem stories where rabbis got their hands stuck in doors and were totally quiet about it and didn't say anything. And if those stories are real or not, I don't know. but, you know, so
0: okay, well, first of all, no one has ever mentioned me and Gadolim in the same sentence. That's one. And two, um, I just brought it up on the air so clearly. Right. I think that that <laughs> um I think I think that clears up the fact that I'm a hundred percent not a godolador. anyway, um, every once in a while, it gets very sensitive. If I like, nick it the wrong way or something, I see stars. It absolutely just kills. So I was getting dressed the other morning, and my middle schooler was um, hocking me about something. And somehow or another, I nicked my thumb, and I must have gone white. I must have gone white. It just all of a sudden like totally throbbed. I couldn't speak. And she keeps on saying to me, Mommy, are you okay? Are you okay? And I, I just can't talk. And she says to me, Do you want an ice pack? Because really, they're good for everything. And I looked at her and I said, now I can talk. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So I love it when they use their words against me and uh, her timing was perfect. Baruch Hashem, the uh, paints decided. And um, I will admit that I did take an ice pack in the end. One of the... uh, No Band-Aid. No Band-Aid. One of the Iron Man ice packs we have in the freezer. Anyway, you are listening to That's Life live from the home office of the Malcolm Siegel Network here on the lovely Lower East Side. I am Miriam L. Wallach and I am joined by my first... Yes, Rabbi Yehoshua Marchuk is the director of OU Alumni Connections, and actually he is personally responsible (laughs) for recruiting me for Team Yachad, something that we are announcing here on the air today, something that was uh, announced last week by Nachum on Jamin A.M. when he was joined by Ellie Hagler, assistant director of Yachad, um, when uh, they were talking about the exciting upcoming programming we'll be doing from the Miami Marathon for Team Yachad. So, Rabbi Marchuk, thanks for joining me.
2: Hi, good morning. How are you?
0: I, thank God, am doing just fine. My thumb feels good, and as you can see, I'm decked out in all my Team Yachad paraphernalia, and uh, we will take pictures of my outfit. I'm, oh, actually, can you take a picture of me while I'm on the air? Because you're like, why would you want a picture of this? This is not worth looking at. I understand that, but I think our... our you're not passing judgment. You Not like the guy who saw me coming out of the... Uh, the, the maintenance man who works who works here who saw me coming out of the bathroom with my shaitel in my hand. That was pretty,
2: that was pretty disconcerting. He called what? the exterminator. Middle button.
0: Um, he
2: called the exterminator, Yeah, he, there was an issue.
0: Right, exactly, because I didn't come this way to work,
3: uh-huh.
2: but
0: because of the second part of the segment of today's show where I will be running down the block here in Manhattan, wow. yeah, on the Lower East Side, so that Coach Jazz, who is responsible for the training of Team Yachat, is going to critique my running. By the way, as a fellow athlete,
2: once upon a time. No, come on, <laughs> come on.
0: I mean, you do your own recreation. You're not running with Team Yaha. This is
2: true. My knees will not allow me to run anymore. Right, but what do you do? I I am a big bicycler. I uh, cycle. I cycle quite a bit with some of my friends. Right. Actually, uh, I've done uh, the uh, Five Borough Bike Tour a couple of times, which is a very nice, very commercialized event. However, <laughs> how many miles this, is that? By the way, that's about fifty-two <gasps> miles. Um, oh. Gosh. You hit all of the, uh, you hit all five boroughs. You spend about five seconds in the Bronx. You <laughs> go up one bridge and then come down the other. You don't and, spend five seconds
0: in Staten Island?
2: Um, and then Staten Island, which is interesting, is they leave that as the finish line. You go over the Verrazano Bridge as your last as your last part leg. of the last leg of the trip, which is, you know, it's and it's a very impressive looking bridge from the outside. But when you're at the end of that 52 miles, you're like, okay, oh. I really love this entrance ramp. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and then they have this fantastic park right at, right on the other side of the, uh, there's a fort over there where they have right. a whole festival going on
1: cool. but
2: that was that's nice and it was a nice start off and we did that the last two summers but uh, this summer I uh, we upped the ante my friend Andy Gladstone and myself and we actually went and did the uh, Hudson Valley tour bike tour
0: How long was that
2: That you had various options there was a 15 there was a 25 there was a 44 there was a 66 and a 104 and you could take any of those different routes. And I you? did the 44. Okay, because
0: if you were about to tell me you did the 100 and whatever.
2: No. Okay. No, Because the interesting thing is is that, yes, the Verrazano Bridge has a nice entrance ramp. and But that's about the most steepest part of the entire trip. It's the funny thing about a valley. Valleys sound really nice. Uh, You're gliding down. But, you know, you also have to climb up. There are 29 over 2,900 <gasps> feet of elevation on this ride. Did you know that before you did it? Uh, yes, and that's why we did the 44. O-M-G. And, uh, yes, and that's exactly what we said a couple of times, and we thought even stronger words than that sometimes. Yeah. But uh, things it was, I
0: can't say on the air. It
2: was inc- it was incredible, and uh, you know what? The Hudson Valley is so beautiful, but you really don't get a chance to appreciate it as you drive by at 30, right. 40, 50 miles an hour. How long and did that take you, by the way? That was that was a good four hours. It was a good oh. four hours with 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 some nice breaks. Oh, and oh, it was such, a, it was to such you. a hot day. But it was such a hot day, it was, it was incredible. I would really recommend it to anybody that's younger than me.
0: <laughs> that would be me. Um, <laughs> this th- is true. <laughs> there's a good friend of mine that um, wants to run, wants to do a triathlon. Wow. I know. The part that scares me the most um, is, the, is the swimming. Mm-hmm. Because even though I literally have not been on a bike since I'm nine. Really? Yeah. I mean, that shocks me. I know because you know what? Like When we go, when we go bike riding as a family mm-hmm. on the occasions that we do, I blade. Uh huh. Yeah, of course I do. Okay. I can't stop. You know I can't stop right. on my blades, right?
2: I didn't know that, but yes. I can only imagine that now. I'd like. That's what trees a, are for. I'd like to actually see a video of that. <laughs> of you going full steam, maybe even down a ramp, you and then.
0: I never told you the story when I slammed into a police cruiser because I could.
2: Come oh, on. I never heard the story. And Rabbi Marchuk, that's not that,
0: the craziest thing about me. Dear,
2: that's life. This is uh, your life is weird. else's. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't think. I must have written about that. I slammed into the police cruiser. I mean, I really slammed into it, especially because I had already fallen and totally skinned my knee. And all I wanted was, you know, ironically enough,
2: a, a band aid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Uh, <laughs> so I slammed into this, uh, I slammed into this police cruiser. I scared the living daylights out of this poor cop. Um, <laughs> he because got his
2: jelly from the donut all <laughs> over his shirt. I
0: uh, because, uh, because number one, he didn't expect to see me coming. He didn't see me coming. And it was like the dawn hours. Aye. So all of a sudden I was like, slamming. he like looks up. I'm like, do you have a band aid? And he's like, Oh, I'm like, all right, thanks so much. And I just, like, keep going on. I said, all right, this was, uh, you know, you know p- really, potential battery.
2: It is really a good thing you hus- your husband's a Hutzala member.
0: <laughs> it's also a good thing my husband's a lawyer. Yes.
2: yes, that's true
1: also.
0: God bless. You know, one time, I mean, we are totally on a tangent right yes, now. But this are. is so good. One time he had to uh, defend me in traffic court in Lindbrook. Um uh-huh. Do you know what his defense was? My wife is an idiot. And actually, I didn't tell you this.
2: I... We don't, I know do, we, we gotta do coffee. I know we have to do <laughs> coffee. He
0: um he he said to me, he's like, bring your toothbrush, because I'm telling you right now, if you have to stay overnight in lockup so that you don't have to get any points on your license, make yourself comfortable. <laughs> so he had not only told the prosecutor that, but it was he told the prosecutor then told the judge. Uh-huh. So when I they accepted the plea and I make, gave cash and yada yada whatever. Anyway, I go back to accept the plea in the in the judges chambers and he looks at me goes so heard you brought your toothbrush i'm like all right everybody's a comedian can we just get this over with anyway let's talk about let's talk about ncsy alumni for a second because as as an ncsy alum and you are an ncsy alum we are products of a great institution so tell me what ncsy alumni um have open to them now that they didn't necessarily have open to them when we were kids and by the by that i mean you were an adult by the time I was still a teenager. Wow. Yeah, sorry.
2: Lots of references. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Of, it's yeah, all good. It's
0: all good. But anyway, so tell me what people have open to them now.
2: So the the reality is is that the the OU has has went ahead and they've they've realized that as kids go through NCSY, which is a great experience, which you have shared, that I have shared, we've all, we many of us have been a part of it, that the. The, the, the relationship needs to continue and go onward. The kids are then going to college campuses or into, or to various other aspects of their life, and there's so much more that can still be enhanced and still be done. So the OU has taken a multiple prong approach as far as how to approach that. So one one of the – we have a whole department with four different divisions called – the uh, called the next gen division, where we got that from, right. and that includes uh, f- includes four different prongs: the JLIc department, which is the Jewish Learning Initiative on campus, which is taking major campus campuses, excuse me, with high populations of modern Orthodox and yeshiva educated students, like Maryland, like Maryland, like um, like Brandeis, uh-huh. like NYU, like UCLA, um UFP, and they put. Couples that are hired separately, obviously they're married, so they go onto those campuses together, and they're there not to necessarily do outreach, but really to do inreach and to have a resource for those students that are graduating our, our Yeshiva Day School system to go ahead and to be able to lean on and to have cool. Shiurim and to have a, a relationship with.
0: What's the difference between that and a Hillel?
2: Oh, so interestingly enough, GLIC is a division of Hillel. Oh, it's it's we we partner together with the Hill. It's it's based out of their out of their Hill House, but it's there. It's it's it, it depends on the campuses that they will work with us together. We're on fifteen campuses right now, mm. and uh and number one and number two is it, it you know it depends on the Hill directors and the staff and how how well everybody works together. Um, a second division is called Heart to Heart, and that is a gentleman named Hart Levine. Gotta mm. love that name. Oh. Wow! Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, it's like when parents say, "Oh, there's my little tzaddik," referring to the like talk about pressure. (laughs) Anyway,
2: I I went to yeshiva with a guy named Mashiach.
0: No, you did not. Yes, I
2: went. I went to. There are witnesses
0: listening to this.
2: I yes, yes, yes. Maybe even some of some of my yeshiva classmates. Really? Yes. Yes. That is pressure. Okay. Yeah, that is that is a bit of pressure. Oh my gosh. Um, and Hart Levine was uh, went through Ramaz, went to Yeshiva Kotel, and then he went to UFP. And when he got to UFP, one of the reasons he went there was because he heard about the incredible Jewish life there is on campus there. And he found a lot of Jews, and he found them living, but he didn't find a lot of Jewish life. He felt mm. so he started a peer-to-peer. As a student, he started a peer-to-peer outreach organization where he was inviting students that he would find with a chai with a last Jewish last name and invite them back to his dorm on Friday night and have the Shabbos Suda and it grew and it grew and it grew he had that as a freshman on the campus he ended up having Pesach Sadarim and he hosted Pesach Sadarim and it, it started to, to mushroom and to flower and he started speaking with friends of his on campuses around the country and they started doing the same thing wow he was such a big deal Project Inspire actually did a, uh, did a piece on him a couple of years ago And uh, it was such a a big thing that there was a grant written, and and he became, he adopted into and became part of the OU family and the Next Gen family. And he runs it now, graduated a few years ago, and he runs this uh, department out of the Next Gen. Yeah. And then we, you know, I know that we've spoken on the on your station before about the Israel Free Spirit Birthright right trip, which, you know, I, I think that uh, that people know the great work that uh, Birthright does, the division through the through NCSY and the OU. So we're dealing with JLIC, which is fo- focusing on the Shiva Day School aspect. Then you have Birthright that is fo- focusing on the not, you know, with the lack of the the students that have not as much background in Judaism. And then you come to the alumni department. The alumni department is the is basically it's very broad and outreach.ing And uh, what we do is is we want to be a. Research For all kids, no matter where they are on the spectrum in the Jewish world, to be able to to have a place where they can get resources, a place where we can connect them to programs that are on and off the campuses. And we partner, our job really is to be a conduit to partner them to programs within and and outside of the OU, within and outside of of not necessarily all of our Hoshkafic perspectives, as you would say. But really across the board, and we, we, you know, we partner with Chabad, we partner with uh, with uh, Hillel at, at different points, we partner with, with people of creation and, and various different programs, and whether it's on the campus or whether it's trips around the globe, I'm right now working on a Germany Up Close uh, student learning initiative this coming summer. What is
0: going on? In, I mean, I'm only joking because it seems Rabbi Berg is... I mean, every time I get an email from him about something, he's like, "Listen, I'm on the way to the my the airport." And I was on the phone with him the other day, and I said, "So going to going to Cologne?" And I said it as a joke, and he's like, "No, actually, I'm staying in Berlin." I'm like, "You know," <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. seriously, what's going on? And what is going on in Germany? There's
2: a tremendous amount going on there, and uh, you know, uh, you know, gentleman Rabbi Josh Josh Spinner has done has has really revitalized the entire country as far as all the the Russian immigrants that have come over to Germany yeah. and uh, you know the amount of Luma Torah that 's going on and, and rebuilding that 's going on over there and this is more of a situation of um, of that it's an educational the trip that, I, where, that that I'm involved with is is taking college students from around the country and bringing them there is basically to, to see a how far you know the uh, the country has developed in their Jewish community as well as going forward in uh, in in what uh, in in where they have progressed as far as business businesses go and a lot of chuva a lot of chuva has been processed in there so it's an educational and it's also to see how Incredible. we can build br- bridges we're working on a Thailand trip right now a service learning trip and an internship program in Israel and various different trips. We we have a lot of things going on there.
0: Well, we talked about that internship opportunities in Israel. Who's that internship? Who are those opportunities? I should say open to.
2: So so primarily, it's open to to students that have had a first experience in in Eretz Israel in Israel. Uh, this is not. This was, would be, I guess, a graduation program from Birthright, so to speak. Okay. So they've had that first taste, and now I want to go back. And uh, you know, I might not be ready for a yeshiva, depending. You know, this is more of an outreach type of an aspect. We also have a a, a service learning program that's that's more primed for um, yeshiva day school graduates. So We basically have both. And if people are interested, they can t- contact me. My email address is marchuk m a r c h u c k at ou uorg and I could give you more information if you're interested in that. But the we have two different two different tracks, and one of them is primarily for an internship program for more kids who have don't have as much background um, and such like that, and they. One, they, they, they're feeling their roots in Israel, and we have a different one, which is more of a service learning type of a, of a program going on in Israel this summer for the first time.
0: It's pretty incredible to me that NCSY has only been around for fifty some odd years. I mean, there are plenty of organizations that have been around for much longer and have done much less.
2: Yes, yes, we are. We're really proud of it. I mean, we actually, um, we're actually right now servicing about thirty-five thousand kids a year. Wow. Yeah, and that's uh, that's domestically or internationally? Internationally, wow! Internationally, and uh, we, uh, you know, we're 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 somewhere around as far as alumni go, probably uh, cro- approaching somewhere. Again, these are all guesstimations right? But somewhere in the in the you know 350,000 um, people have walked through the NCSY doors over the last uh, 50 some odd years.
0: And and you and I started as NCSYers. This is true. How did you start?
2: Um, interestingly enough, we'll go back to the, the conversation go full circle. Um, I was uh, I was I was really itching to play hockey, and uh, some a group of guys in uh, my school were getting together, and they, they started a hockey league with a uh, with a gentleman named David Beitler. <laughs> as, as hockey and David Beitler goes right. synonymously, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I went down there and I, you know, wanted to play and I had a good time with it. And before I knew it, I was like, you know, they're going, hey, we're getting together for you know this event. Hey, we're getting together for the Shabbaton. I said, okay, let me let me check it out. I had never heard about it before, and that's uh, and basically, uh, you know, we went from there and uh, we progressed through the tracks. Actually. Uh, I Actually, uh, I ended up switching from public school to yeshiva day school after that. Uh, for my first uh, six months in NCSY. Wow, I had had a, a you know an experience I had a a very long experience in Yeshiva Day School earlier. I taking uh, my time off when I was in public school but uh, through my NCSY experience I, I, I changed my life and I ended up going back to Yeshiva Day School and then onward through, you know, Israel And then and you met and your such. wife And I met my wife which is actually an initiative that I have on the back burner I would love to if, if anyone has any feedback on this I, you know, this whole concept that, uh, of how many Shaduchim have been made through NCSY
0: Well, Hask has its own tallies
2: Hask has the tallies Right, uh, Marashah, Marashah has the right. tallies uh, Yeshiva Kotel I was there talking about Yeshiva Kotel the second time I was in, um I, p- I apologize I'm thinking of the rest of his name of the uh, English, the um, the American uh, the wing of okay. uh, Yeshivak hotel, and I had a meeting with him this past spring when I was in his office, and I, he had an entire wall on his in his office with pictures, Hasana pictures, and I uh, and I asked him that, it, and it was all of his talmidim that had gone through his th- through his program, right. and he had pictures of them on his wall. I said, you know, this is great, and this is something he's f- reflecting back for you for guys from years. That's right. And I said, you know what, I need to do something like that. So it's actually an initiative I have in the back burner that I want to start a We Met an NCSY web page, and I oh,
0: Fantastic.
2: Exactly, and then people could send in their pictures, and it'll be almost like a you know, I guess only simplest for NCSY kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, I have to imagine that like, saw you at Sinai. Probably, do, do they use you as a resource?
2: We actually have a partnership with and Sinai. If really, you're a NCSY alum. Um, you can go to my, you can go to our website, uh, NCSY alumni. Excuse me, ncsyalumni.org, and there is a thirty percent discount for NCSY <laughs> alumnus if you click on over there, and uh, we have a relationship with them with that through that.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very cool. You have other friends who have met through uh, as couples, really?
2: Sure, really. sure, really, sure, sure. I I I'll just I made a shidduch there actually, an advisor, you know, two advisors, and both of them had really? a relationship. My wife was an NCSY. Uh, my wife was an advisor to a particular girl, Shuli Simon from West Hempstead. I went to through NCSY with a guy named. Algerman, and uh, you know we we put them together and That's such. That's right. But well, there's a whole whole list of them. I mean, list and list of, of friends that I that I went through NCSY with. And that is each other. that is
0: very very cool. You are listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam El Wallach, joined by Rabbi Yehoshua Marchuk. Um, uh, Rabbi Marchuk, we we need to talk for a second though about how you roped me in
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to run the half marathon now to, uh, in Miami, which I actually am very excited about. I have to That's be awesome. honest with you, I'm very excited about it. I was more excited when I before I knew that the race starts at 6.15 in the morning and we're woken at 3.30. I would like to say, for the record, that that detail was left out of my invitation. Um, Thank you, Ellie Hagler. It was also not made—I was not aware that I was expected to win the marathon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was expected to win the marathon. Um, Right. Yeah, Avrami's like, sure, go for it.
2: Isn't there a betting pool going on here in the uh, Nachum Siegel Network?
0: There's a lot going on. Well, basically, (laughs) it's not even a bet. It's that— you know, Nachum basically called me out on the air and told me that I'm expected to win. And the two of them, may they, may they both live, I may have asked from shana, are chiding me. Both Ellie and Nachum last week are chiding me and totally egging me on. it. I'm not even there. And then Nahum says, "Well, maybe we should call Miriam." So I'm like, "That's right, we should call Miriam." <laughs> so I immediately called into the studio, but he didn't pick up, and that's fine. But um. Yeah, there's. Uh, it seems I have to cut my 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 uh my mile in half if uh-huh. i ex- And I said to him, he said, you know the the what would he say? The best time was like two eleven. And I said, oh for the half. And he said, no for the whole. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Do I look like I'm one of those people from Kenya who run the New York City <laughs> Marathon and can run in, in, like, four seconds? I don't understand how people do that. I, I,
2: I've been in your kitchen. You're, you're, you you serve too good of food to be from Kenya. That yeah, the, you. Thank you. I appreciate
0: <laughs> it. There's, um, you know, also the Jerusalem Marathon. Uh-huh. Um, You know, Team Yahad is going to be running the Jerusalem Marathon as well. something we'll talk about, you know, in a, in, in a couple of months or so. But all those people who run the Jerusalem Marathon, it's like, do you know you're running up Jabotinsky? Do you know how right. not normal that is? I mean— Take a skateboard, go down. I cannot imagine. And then somebody told me yesterday or two days ago that the Jerusalem Marathon last year was filled with snow and sleet. Oh, my goodness. That it was freezing. Wow. I'm like, all right, you know what? This doesn't sound like a lot of fun
2: to me at all. <laughs>
0: but anyway, so tell me. So NC- NCSY alum are running as a division can, of Team Yafat. Can, can I
2: just can I just point out something? Sure. Like? First of all, I, you know, I'd like you to go to your sponsorship on okay. your page there. I should that right uh, now. But, and, and I'd like to comment, Rami, have you noticed that if, on her page, that, you know, Miriam seems to be one of the few people who hasn't put up her picture on her, oh, on her, on her page yet. Which, Nelly. Which, which Which disappoints me. But uh, going, you know, coming on today, I decided to do a little bit of research of my own. Okay. And I found out that, uh, does anyone know that the, that the marathon, which is on January 27th in, uh, in Miami, is a, is a, also has a national day. And since you will be broadcasting <laughs> oh, that day. Somebody that did some homework. I did some homework. And I love is, being shown up on my own
0: show. Yeah, And that, no. and
2: that is actually <laughs> National Chocolate Cake Day. No way. It is National Chocolate Cake Day. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Pinch me. I'm dreaming. Who's in charge of the
2: food that day? <laughs> I don't know. Ellie if- <laughs>
0: Hagler. You better be listening to this.
2: So I want to say that. <clears throat> oh. I would like to be. I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm Miriam Wallach's first sponsor for the the marathon. You are? Even though I couldn't find her because who could find her picture on the sponsor page? Right. Um, One second.
0: I, didn't you ask you, me you for a up, picture? Go up. Where am go I? There. You so go I'm see, going up. You see
2: on the top right, it says sponsor a runner? Sponsor
0: runner, that would be yeah, me. That would okay.
2: Slide down there. I think she actually was a, an alumnus from Long Island uh, who's on the page. Oh, right really? Now. Yeah, Naomi Geller. Um, if you scroll all the way down, we have a lot of runners. But I'm sure people that everybody here knows. There's
0: Miriam Wallach. You did sponsor me. I
2: did. Did you re- read my uh, thing? Over no, there? I'm
0: gonna go. All right, Miriam sponsors Shaw. All right, um, where does it say anything? I don't see anything. Donde? Okay. That's all. The, I just used all the Spanish I know.
2: Okay, so I will tell you that in brief, I uh, I wish you a I wish you a milestone on the on running. And Thank I you. Love the show, and that I pro- <laughs> that I promise that the uh, that that on your first day ba- on your first day back on the station, that I will personally deliver a chocolate cake to you. Nice. In in honor of you running and uh, running with team with with uh, with NCSY alumni for Team Yachad, and uh, and that I just then I give the I'm all oh, in. There we go. I don't have to win. Have to win Avrami, to Avrami, you're also here the day that I That's delivered the right. cake. That's right. Sit so there and you, be quiet. You, I have a feeling you're going to get a piece of the action Sit also. Sit there and be quiet, so, mister. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. I would I would really double the odds in a big way if Avrami ends up joining and riding, running along with you. Now, I you.
0: Avrami, oh, he's getting the mic. I will send
1: a Shlia. Shle- <laughs> <laughs> I will send my friend from San Francisco. He was interested possibly in going... And he runs marathons, so I'll call him and tell him that uh, he can be my shliach. Fantastic.
2: (laughs) Sign him up with Miriam, and then you're on. I will will get you the cake for him, and maybe even (laughs) your friend in San Francisco he's going he's 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 going to the world he's going to the world one of the world series games i'm sure
1: uh could be he's been a huge fan for a while and he actually he travels to go to he comes to new york to do the marathon he went to chicago to do the marathon so uh, he goes around a little bit so when i told him there was one in miami so he was interested so i just have to get him information all right, so
0: well, i well, i want to make sure that everybody gets the necessary information they can go to miami.teamyahad.com you can get information about registering yourself and if you'd like to sponsor a runner otherwise known as me Please do me a favor and go to the top right-hand corner of the webpage. It'll say "sponsor a runner," and you can put in my name. It will pop up. I do have a goal of $3,600. $75 has already been raised. I would like to su- surpass $3,600. Um, my real goal is five. I'd like to I'd like to raise $5,000. Um, I'm asking everyone to support me and um, sponsor me as a runner. I mean, why are you looking at me that way? What? This is, not, this is serious stuff. Yaha's an amazing organization. I'm proud to be able to run as an NCSY alum. I'm very happy that Rabbi Marchuk came up with the idea. Then when he said it first, I'm like, really? Because actually when we first talked about it, my back was out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a bad idea. This is not going to happen. But thank God, I feel great. Uh, my running's been great. And um, I'm actually very much looking forward to Coach Jazz joining us in a couple of minutes. She is my second guest. Um, joining us, and she will... Video me taking a t- uh, taking a run outside down <laughs> Grand Street, um, so that we can critique my running because there are definitely different pluses and minuses to people's skills in terms of running—the way they land, the way their foot lands, um, their strides, their gait, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm basically ready to be torn apart. So uh, <laughs>
2: when I run, by the way, they call it the belly flop. Very nice. There you go. Very nice. N- <laughs> and
0: but, but I don't know that I could do 44 miles on a bike. So
2: different strokes, literally, for different right. folks. You know, a hundred percent. Listen, I, I, you know, that. Do you guys
0: have a bike tour coming up.
2: I have been. I'm. I'm looking for the right opportunity. Really, yeah, I really want to do one. I really want to do one, and uh, I'm looking for the right opportunity. There are more logistics involved because you're dealing with. You know, when you're a runner, you just go with your sneakers. Right. When you're when you're dealing with bicycling, then it's a, it's a little bit different. There actually is. You know, just to divert to Israel Free Spirit for one second. Sure. There is a birthright bike, you uh, a, a, a niche trip uh, similar to the one you did. You did a, a Shakespeare one. Right. So there is a niche trip coming up for uh, for a biking tour. Cool. Of, of, uh, of uh, what's and you know, on the back of my head, I'm blowing the idea. Nah, I'm the idea. I don't think so. Because you know, the thing is this. In the end of the day, I'm still you know approaching 42 years of age, and the participants on a birthright right. trip are 22 years of age. Right. So, you know, it sounds a little good. All right, well, you know.
0: They could call you Tati. Yeah, that's
2: true. Right, I, I, exactly. dream, <laughs> I dream the dream, though. I dream the dream.
0: <laughs> You're keeping the flame alive. There you go. Exactly. Keeping the flame alive. Anyway, by Marchuk, I want to thank you for joining me on the air. Thank you. Um, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity. And again, please do me a favor. Go to miami.teamyaha.com. You can sponsor a runner. You're going to be sponsoring me. I am looking forward to reading your pledges on the air and to thanking you publicly. So please do me a favor and uh, sponsor me. Rabbi Marchuk, thanks again.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, Miriam.
0: You're listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel stream here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And I am very excited to introduce my next guest. She is known as Coach Jazz or just Jazz. Jasmine Graham is a fitness entrepreneur. She is RRCA certified running coach and She's an ACE certified trainer. She holds certification in TRX, Tabata Bootcamp, and TRX Suspension Training. Her company, Pace for Success, was started in 2008, where she received notoriety for her runners' bootcamp classes that focused on strengthening runners' training for endurance events. Pace for Success now has a team of coaches and personal trainers that are outstanding and together have successfully built the P4S brand. She has run four marathons and numerous half-marathons, so she has extensive personal knowledge Of what runners need for optimal performance and includes a mix of running and strength strength training. Her goal is to build your inner athlete. In terms of team Yachad, she's been a coach for various teens, teams, I should say. She has coached Team Yachad, Team Amuna, and the American Liver Foundation's NYC Marathon team. This summer she started a training group of black girls run participants in NYC. Very, very, very cool. Uh, she has also been fe- a featured running coach in the New York Times Run Well program that always subscribes the ability to download training programs for various run, uh, various race distances. So, Coach Jazz, that is one heck of a bio. Thanks for joining me.
4: I'm so happy to be here today.
0: This is exciting because, you know, I rarely welcome people who I know are going to tear me apart on the air. But I think this is going to be, (laughs) yes, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be something actually that I know I'm missing in my training because I spend a good amount of time... um, running outside it's I really don't like running on the treadmill it is boring as sin Good, I totally agree okay yeah I I actually spent I think the beginning of my training before I ran my first half um I did spend it on the treadmill I would download movies to my iPad and not get off until the movie was done so I knew I had a good two hours or so and then you know between eight and ten miles later depending on where my time was I was done I was great I was I was making progress
4: but now it's like ridiculous. I it's cannot. Too yeah, oh
0: my gosh. It's too boring to be outside. It's.
4: It, I mean, too boring to be on the treadmill. Right, I'd you, much rather you go outside. Right,
0: you got to go outside. Now, tell me something. Is it true, though? I mean, we're going to talk about do's and don'ts and yes. myths. Is it true, though, that running outside is that much worse for my body than it is on the treadmill?
4: No, that's not true. Um, what happens is if you have any injuries, if you have any knee problems or something like that, it's good to s- do a switch between outdoors and... The treadmill, because it's less impact on the belt. Okay. Um, but for most people that are training outdoors, what ends up happening is if you have an event, if you're training for 5K, 10K, half marathon, some people are like, Jess, can I do all my training on the treadmill? And I'm like, "Where's your? what kind of environment is your race? Right. It's outdoors. So you want to <laughs> kind of run outdoors so you can be used to <laughs> it, right? Right. Right. So then they totally understand, especially now as we're getting into colder weather, Mm. people feel like, oh, it's getting a little chilly. I'm running on the treadmill.
0: Grow up. And it's fine. Yeah, like, come on. (laughs) Take one for the team, literally. (laughs) Exactly.
4: Exactly. But, um, you know, just in talking about that, the most important thing are your sneakers. Oh, so let's talk about the sneakers.
0: Because a friend of mine went to a store in Manhattan that videos you and does this whole thing. And he bought the pair of sneakers that they said would be perfect for him. And actually, they shot down. The sneakers he was wearing. Meanwhile, he bought the sneakers, which weren't crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, running running sneakers can average a hundred bucks. These were less than that, mm-hmm. and this is exactly what they had suggested. He wore them twice. He killed his back. Shlomo Benzaken, Rabbi Marchuk is actually still here. He's listening. Shlomo Benzaken. He hurt himself. He works at the OU, and he said he goes. I I, I ran twice in those sneakers, and my back kills. He went back yeah. to his sneakers that they told uh-huh. them were bad so i have i mean i happen to be wearing a pair of sneakers right now that are not my optimal optimal i should say running sneakers mm-hmm. i have a pair that i like a lot better but i didn't want to bring those into the city for this little opportunity <laughs> especially because i wore them this morning when i ran this morning i don't like is there it's like a craziness i shouldn't wear the same pair of sneakers twice too close you can <laughs> i'm making can. things up so what do you think about the sneaks i have on now these Reeboks
4: You don't like them so much? Not so much. Tell me what you don't like about the zig tags. Um, Okay, so this is what I don't know. So this is the situation. Okay, If you you have a neutral gait, right? Which we don't know yet. Okay. So neutral means you can basically wear most types of sneakers. Okay. People with a neutral gait, you can go into, even if you go into a non-running store and they have running sneakers, you can maybe get away with wearing one of those that they claim are running sneakers without having a gait analysis, which is what your friend had when they went to the running store. Which is what you're going to do to me outside. Yes, but without the video. Right. I mean, well, my video, not like their intense video on the treadmill. But normally you go on the treadmill, there's a video, and they look at your gait. And basically, when you land flat and if your foot turns in slightly, they call it you pronate. Okay. If you pronate, you need the gate analysis. You need a specific sneaker and brands that make sneakers for people that pronate. Okay. If you turn out when you land, you supinate. Mm. Okay. Okay. If you land, these are good scrapple. Flat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you land flat and you don't do either, it's what you call a neutral gate. Okay. So if you're neutral, it's amazing because right. you can pop in and out of different sneakers based on the color. You're like a how universal comfortable recipient. it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like exactly it works for you. But if you don't, now what happened to your friend, it's not 100% foolproof. There are times when you can, you know, go to a store and they there's a person that tells you you need type A sneaker. I'm a type and A. And then you go <laughs> home and you run with it once or twice and – you have knee pain, or like your friend you have back pain. Something is off. That's when you need to take the sneaker back and say, "Hey, you guys recommended this to me. It didn't work because there is room for human error." Right. But for the most part, that is the way you should pick your sneaker. You should do it that way. Got it. And you don't like these. They look like they don't support you a lot.
0: Oh, really? It looks
4: like minimal support. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's not a lot of my foot's of post- up inside. in the air right now. Yeah. There's not a lot of <laughs> posting in here, so this is in my okay. heel. Yeah. Okay, um, and in the As arch. opposed to, see, yeah. mine has a little what more. What brand is that? Are those Brooks? Brooks, yes. See, I see Brooks all over the place. Brooks, I never knew about Brooks until I started running. They're known for their, they have great running sneakers. And they're really worth it because they're not yeah. cheap. Yeah, they're, it's,
0: Yeah. Okay, all right, but, well, yeah. listen, We are Avrami's giving me that we have to move along with the show look. So you and I have now three minutes and how many, 34 seconds, Avrami? We have three minutes and 34 seconds where you and I are going to dash out of here. We are going to go, to go down to the street. Avrami is going to watch us through the window. He's going to, yes, as much as you can. What do you want me to do, clean the windows now? <laughs> anyway, um, and they are double insulated windows because this room is soundproof. Doing the best, come on, could you just work with me? Really? Come on. Just work with me. Anyway, we're going to go outside. And- will you
1: be running in the middle of the street? <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, don't put it past me. If that's what needs to be done, that's what I will do. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, you and I are going to go downstairs. We have three minutes and 34 seconds. Our listeners will hear not only my, ch- my musical selection for this uh, little experiment, but of Rummy's commentary as we go. Um, and, uh, okay, this is a first for That's Life. You are listening to That's Life on the Siegel Stream, and I am going down to the street. Let's go.
1: Excitement is in the air. As Miriam heads down to Grand Street to find out if she runs properly or improperly. Let me take a look out and see if they are down there yet, because they've only got now about, uh, Yeah, 3 minutes and 15 seconds. seems some stretching is going on and warming up. We don't want Miriam to uh, hurt herself while hosting the show. That could be detrimental to her duties here as uh, the general manager, as I guess that's why she brought in a professional, to make sure uh, things are going smoothly. People are stopping and watching our general manager, as she strides like a champion. I think someone just offered her a big cup of water. Someone is wondering, who is that crazy woman running back and forth on Grand Street? And I believe they might even be on their way back now with some videos, so that way Jazz will be able to analyze uh, the proceedings. Here they come. I see them in the hallway. The grand finale. Woo! Welcome back. Welcome back. She hardly seems winded. How was it?
0: Okay. Beautiful thing about Manhattan. Nobody looked at me like I was crazy.
1: I saw one guy doing it.
0: Whatever. That woman I was running past, she's like, whatever. Didn't look at her, she didn't look at me twice. I need a drink. Hold on one second. You think I've never run. <laughs> I am so winded. Why so am I excited. so winded? It's excitement. Okay, sure it is. Right? It was
1: those champion-like strides you were taking. <laughs>
0: Are you mocking me? You go out there and run on grand. Come on, big shot.
1: No, it was part of my commentary, so I'm backing it up.
0: <laughs> By the way, it seems that, you made, that I made it sound like I didn't know you were talking about the World Series. Of course the World Series is going on. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Anyway, I wasn't going to bring it up again.
0: Well, I want to make it clear because people know I'm a baseball fan, even though my Yankees, uh, my Yankees. Anyway, they, by the way, just as as a side point, they totally didn't deserve to win. They didn't deserve to go anywhere. I'm happy it was only four games. Your mic isn't on. You can't comment.
1: No, his mic (laughs) is on. Yeah. His mic is on? Yeah.
0: Oh. Why don't I hear him at all? His mic is on. I don't hear him. Oh uh, <sighs> yes, they certainly are. So now Coach Jazz is analyzing the video, which we will yes, post analyzing. on Facebook. So tell me your initial reactions. Am I a gon Oh, that's loud. Okay. Um what's your initial reaction? Am I a goner? No, you're not a goner.
4: You're actually pretty good. All you're right. You're actually pretty good. Yay, me. Go um me. Go the me. only thing I would say to you is the most important mistake that most runners make, especially um people are just starting to run. And even people that have been running, because we all pick up bad habits, are the arms. Okay. Um, your arms should never swing in front of you. Really? You're cutting off your air circulation. You're cutting off your, your intake. You Think of a train. You want to rotate at your shoulders, arms at a 90 degree angle. Okay. And a great way for you to keep that is if you kind of hit your side every time. Because if you're up here you're not going to be able to hit your side. Interesting. So you, so you don't want to cross be, your chest. Never cross your chest, especially people when they're running up hills and stuff. Like your perfect running form is you're looking straight ahead at the horizon. At the horizon. I learned that in Runner's Magazine by the way. Uh-huh. Do you like Runner's
0: Magazine? I love Runner's World oh. and Running Times. Okay. Okay. I I mean I read Run, Run- Run, Runner's World yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this World. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. It's good. Yes,
4: love. love yeah, love that's what I learned. Tips. You got to keep your eyes on the horizon. Eyes on the horizon. You're looking straight ahead. Your shoulders, because we're New Yorkers, and a lot of times our shoulders come up to our <laughs> ears because we're so stressed out. Right. Get the shoulders down. Okay. okay? Now, rotate the shoulders from the, in the socket, back and forth, not across, back and forth. Okay. okay? So, they're saying parallel to the size of your body. Exactly. Okay. And... Your hands, what we'll do with your hands, you cup it slightly. Uh-huh. And if you were holding a potato chip, when you were done with your run, it wouldn't be crushed.
0: Oh, so you want to keep your hands like that the whole time. You want to keep it nice
4: and loose. Because okay. you see people, like a lot of times you run with your iPods or your phone. And you're, that's the worst way to do because you're clenching. Right. You want to be relaxed. Interesting. Okay? Relaxed hands. Then you're going forward, so your feet point forward. I I have I danced ballet for like 15 years, so I've got a slight turnout. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the biggest things for me. A lot of people, they just can't fix it. I'm still not perfect with it, but you want to really point your feet forward. Okay? Interesting. Point Feet pointing forward. And then the most important thing is how you land. Right. How did I you land? You want to land on your midfoot and roll to your forefoot. Now, your landing was pretty good. You have a slight kick out. to the side a little bit, and the knees come in slightly. So you have a slight um, kick. So for you, I'd say really focus on when you go out to run, slow it down, and focus on lowering your arms, landing on your midfoot, rolling to forefoot with feet going forward. Be really aware of I'm going forward, midfoot, rolling to forefoot.
0: Interesting. So what kind of a gait do I have? I can't say, I mean, I have to tell you, I think that that, I, I, I don't know how I land. I just put my foot down on the floor. One thing I am conscious of on my landing is to make sure that it's quiet. I know something about heavy yes. footfalls is not, like, if I can hear myself as my foot is falling on the sidewalk or the cement or the, or the asphalt or whatever, I know I'm, I'm, I'm landing too hard. So one thing
4: I am conscious of is
0: to make sure that I have a light landing. But how is my gait?
4: Your gait looks good. You look like you may pronate slightly. Slightly, doctor, but doctor, I, is I really, yeah. <laughs> I The best, I you know, we did this on, on our um, video phone, but the best way to do it is to really see you in slow motion landing and seeing that little curve that you have to the right or to the left. But overall, your stride looks good. Oh, good. Your stride looks good. I mean, everything was cool with your form. The only thing that I would say was that you crossing your arms over here and slightly your knees turn in. And you have to kick out, so it's something I work on being aware of. You want to stay close to the ground and run tall. Always think of running tall. Okay. Look straight ahead, run tall. Cause why? You'll be tempted to bend over. Interesting. Shoulders up, all those little things. So I always tell my runners run tall. Mm. Now there's from me has a question.
1: What about like people with flat feet? Are they doomed? Feet. Can they not? Oh, so you can they, you can run? Feet. It's not a problem. Absolutely,
4: but um. It depends on how flat. If people have really extremely flat feet, then sometimes they can get orthotics. Um, If not necessarily the real expensive ones, they can try putting them in their shoe like Dr. Scholl's make them. They're super feet. If they go to any running store, um, for people that really have flat feet. But a lot of times when you have flat feet, you also pronate like Mm -hmm. I do. Um, So at first you'll get a sneaker that maybe has a lot of posting and support. And as you work on your gait and you get better, with landing, because the good thing is with practice, you do get better if you really work on it. Um, you won't need as much support. And that's where the whole minimalist concept oh, comes right. in. You know, the barefoot running and, you know. Do you, have all...
0: you ever run barefoot, like, at a long distance?
4: Never. I have no interest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no interest. So what kind of a particular sneaker do I need? Or am I good with what I'm wearing?
4: No. I think you definitely need, like, um, I just love Brooks, but you definitely need to, like to go into the running store. Because
0: I have a pair of Sauconies that I adore. Sauconies are, are really
4: good. But again, each brand makes different sneakers. Like Saucony or Brooks will make a more neutral sneaker or a more minimalist sneaker, which is kind of what you're wearing.
0: Okay, so when um, I go into the store, if I, if I went into a Modell's, or I went into a...
4: I wouldn't want you to go into motel. Okay, Models. I'm not going there. I was just kidding. I was just testing you. Um, I want okay. you to go to a real running store. A real
0: running store. Okay, so then I'm going to go into the runner shop in Lynbrook, which is near where I live.
4: And the people in there are lovely. And I'm going to tell them what? You're going to tell them, um, Jasmine videotaped me. She thinks I may pronate slightly. I have to write this down. Can you guys... I need um, a gait I analysis. okay. You know, I'm, I want to start training. You take the sneakers that you're currently running in. This is what I've been running in. They'll probably ask you, how do you feel? Is it comfortable? Do you have any knee pain? Do you have any hip pain? Right. Because what happens to a lot of people is when they're running in the incorrect sneakers, when they if they go to a model or like a regular sporting goods store and they say running sneaker, you go and you buy that sneaker. It's inexpensive. You're like, yay, this is great. Right. You start running. And then you say, my knees hurt, mm. my hip hurts, my ankle hurts. And you're like, "Well, why does that happen? Because for your body, you, if you pronate or supinate, you need the right sneaker to support you. When you get the right sneaker, you won't have that pain anymore. So so many people stop running, and it's not anything more than you're not in the right sneaker. Wow. That's huge. A, I was it's about huge. to say,
0: such an easy correction. Huge.
4: Wow. i met so many people through all the teams that I've worked with who they're like, Oh, but my knees hurt and I don't know. We're just like, get go get in gait analysis. Let's get you in the right sneaker. And these are people that end up doing 10K's half marathons and marathons.
0: Yeah, gait analysis sounds like I need blood work. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> what do I need to do? And I'm real I'm honestly, I'm bad about my pre run meal. I am bad oh. about it. I'm I'm bad about it for a, a number of reasons. A- because I'm just petulant and I'm a stubborn mule and whatever. And we all, okay, okay, everybody's giving me the we only have a couple minutes left look. So we have to do, we have to do right now, like a yes. pre-running tip and meal. Because I can tell you, I have my banana here and I eat a okay. banana after every run. It's the first thing potassium, I do. which yeah. is
4: great. Okay, before you ni- your meal, you need a combination of carbs and protein. Not fatty carbs and protein. Not a fried egg sandwich, not anything crazy. You want to know what I drink before,
0: what I do before a run? You're about to, you're about to. You're going to be mad at me. I'm just telling you right now. I have a cup of caffeinated coffee.
4: That's okay. Okay, hey. Having coffee is okay. You know what? Because the caffeine works for you. It does. It does see high. But if it works for your body, then it's okay. And I don't eat anything. That's not good. Okay. I always (laughs) want you to remember food is fuel. All right. It's not so much also what you eat before you run what did you eat that night before? If you're running at night, what did you eat that day? You want to make sure that you're eating the right foods, a combination of carbs and protein. So if you have um, you know, pasta and lean meat, let's say if it's if you're running late, if you're running in the morning, you can have something like um, a peanut butter sandwich. Really? I yeah. just feel like there's going to be simple protein cover I know, but bagel. there's so much bagel food. And... That's a oh, lot bagel of and, like food. almond butter half. Uh, half. I don't or know. Oatmeal. Tim... Oatmeal. Oatmeal's great. Oatmeal or like Greek yogurt and a banana. I love Greek yogurt. What am I eating when
0: I'm done? When I cross the finish, as I have my banana. As soon as you're
4: done, within 45 minutes, another combination of carbs and protein.
0: Protein is very important about in thir- the first 30 minutes, right? After-
4: within the first 30 to 45 minutes, you want to have that because it helps with muscle recovery. It really means that you're, what you're putting into your body is what's going to help you um, not be as sore. So basically,
0: as a good Jew, if I had a bagels, lax, and cream cheese when I was done with my half marathon. (laughs) Perfect. Or a chocolate cake, as Rabbi Marchak has promised me, then I would be having a chocolate cake.
4: also a great post-run. It's also chocolate. Um, like, you know, you can do, like, just the chocolate. Milk, you don't chocolate. Just
0: chocolate. Chocolate milk. All right. Um, Who cho- wouldn't you know, run 13 miles place. so you could have some chocolate milk? Okay. Okay. Chocolate milk. I'm in. I'm totally in. I think that Rummy's like, see, that makes Anyone sense. Anyone could also. look it
4: up. It's one of the best post-recovery trends.
0: Excellent. Well, Coach Jazz, I thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to hearing from you You're more. Welcome. Because I will see you, you know, yeah. please God, in Miami. Yes, Party absolutely. like rock stars. It's going to be a lot of fun that weekend. Um, and you you actually also, everybody who signs up with Team Yahad also gets your tips,
4: right? Yes, I send out um, weekly emails so right. that I believe uh, anybody who's doing any of these kind of events should be a well-informed runner.
0: Excellent. So, again, if you'd like to sponsor me or you'd like to join and run with me, you can go to Miami.teamyaHad.com. If you'd like to sponsor a runner, please sponsor me. Uh, again, you can uh, click on my name and you can donate whatever you can. All donations are gratefully accepted. And I look forward to announcing your pledge on the air. And if you'd like to run with me, you can sign up as well. Go also through miami.teamyahad.com. Um, and Coach Jazz, those uh, emails, keep them coming. And I look forward Thank to seeing you. you in Miami. And can we say a big
4: hello to um, Ellie Hagler?
0: Or do we not? Because yeah, we have we to say love Ellie, to Ellie Hagler. I
4: cannot leave without <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ellie is getting a lot of airtime on this network lately. <laughs> He's a good guy. Anyway, you are listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam al Thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go through today's lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and certainly what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life. It's something to talk about with Randy Wartelski. Then at 5 p.m., the OU presents the Jewish reaction with Rabbi Glasser and Rabbi Berg back from or on his way to one direction or the other from Germany. Immediately following that, it's the stunt show hosted this week by Mayor Fertig. Joining Mayor is Rivka Abbey on the heels of the launch of her show next week. And as you know about the stunt show, you never know what you're going to get. The Thursday Night Extravaganza is on from 7 to 8, followed by Spin Class Politics with Michael Fragan, then an all-new presentation of The Book of Life with Charlie Harari in its 9 p.m. live slot. Finally, the day closes with an hour of Jewish soul with Charlie Bernhout. Join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. as he hosts JM in the AM, live here on the stream at nachumsegal.com and jamintheam.org and 91.1 FM as well. Do not miss Saturday Night Segal, hosted by our one and only Avrami, live here at 10 p.m. only on the stream at NachemSegal.com. Make sure to listen from 7 to 9 Sunday morning with JM Sunday, hosted by Matis Weingast. I want to, listen, again, wish him a Mazel Tov for the CM he made last week. Uh, Nachum and I were able to join him that morning. It was very exciting, and I'm happy that I was there. Please make sure to, to like his Facebook page, as well as that of The Stunt Show and all the other programs we have on the stream. This show will be rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. on NachamSiegel.com. My thanks to Avrami, my partner in crime. My thanks to Yael Lassen, my fearless intern. To Rabbi Marchuk of NCSY Alumni. You can reach him at Marchuk, M-A-R-C-H-U-C-K, at o uorg And Coach Jazz of Team Yahad. My info, again, if you'd like to sponsor me, Miami.teamyahat.com, Search for my name in the box on the right hand top, the top right-hand corner of the page. I thank you in advance. I leave you today with Yehuda Glances uh, from the Jaywalking CD, the cruising section. Am I right, Aram? Yes. Uh, It's called Kol Neshama. It's the CD that Neshama Orchestra put, put out. It's called Jaywalking. It's got a lot of great tunes on it. That's life, everybody. I'm going to have my banana. Bye, guys.